Now here we all are, 400 year nightmare. Took us 400 years to figure out as a people. And the white people's weakness the whole time was kneeling during the national anthem. <laughs> That's a brittle spirit. That's right, on the rockets, regular. Ah, ah, what are you doing, stand up? Humor is a powerful means of communication. For centuries, black people have used humor to challenge political discourse and expose the privileges of oppressors. Research shows black culture gave rise to humor as a coping mechanism against the oppressive state they often found themselves in. Comedy can be more than just an act of entertainment. It can portray significance, purpose, and even unspoken and ignored truths. Through humor and comedy acts, black communities and other equity-seeking groups have found unique ways to approach the difficulties they face in their past, present, and future. So what is the true power that comedy holds for marginalized communities? We'll be exploring that in this episode of Diversity Series, Shedding Light on the Invisible. Hi, and welcome to Diversity Series, Shedding Light on the Invisible, a podcast series produced for CMRU.ca and the Community Podcast Initiative at Mount Royal University. The Community Podcast Initiative is powered by Shaw. I'm your host, Adam Bukaso. This podcast is coming to you from Mount Royal University, which is located on the traditional territories of the Nitsitapi Blackfoot and the people of Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta which includes the Siksika, the Pikani, the Kainai, the Sutina, and the Ihahe Nakoda. The city of Calgary is also home to the Métis Nation. In this episode, we're focusing on representation and the role of Black comedians. Some of the funniest and most influential comedians since the inception of stand-up comedy have come from the consistently marginalized, disenfranchised, and disempowered black community. Comedians like Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Wanda Sykes, Kevin Hart, and Dave Chappelle have had lasting impacts on how comedy develops and is perceived in the media. We're going to take a look at how black comedians use their identity to navigate the stand-up comedy industry and how they are treated by audiences and media in comparison to comedians from other racialized groups. To help us delve deeper into the episode theme, we'll hear from Sterling Scott. Sterling is a black comedian who lives here in Alberta but performs all over the world. His material stems from personal life experiences, family, current events, and real issues his audience can relate to. Jed Mabaza spoke to Sterling via Google Meet. Why did you decide to pursue a career in comedy? And um, if you can explain what that experience has been so far. Uh, the reason why I decided to pursue a career in comedy is because I realized that I didn't really have a choice to be anything else. Who I am personally, who I am uh, with my family, friends, whatever, uh, is a comedian in its purest form. I truly get pleasure out of uh, making people laugh and entertaining the masses. It's, it's very clear that's your passion. You've uh, you've gone out the ranks. You're, you're one of Canada's top comedians now, or growing comedians too. How would you describe what your, I guess, joke writing process is like? Like, How does that look like for you? And what kind of things do you consider in that process? My style of comedy is a lot of uh, life from my perspective, almost an incredulous look on life at most times. And a lot of it uh, are also involved stories from my actual life, my experiences. Uh, which I choose to share with the world. 
Uh, so my writing process is not to really try to tell the joke, but to relive the moment because it was in that moment that the passion that I felt, the urgencies, the fear, whatever uh, primal uh, emotions I was going through, uh, that's what really relates with the audience. It doesn't have to be that, you know, my story is your story. It's that you can be like, you can relate and be like, I understand that kind of urgency. I understand that kind of pain. I understand that stuff. And so I start with the passion of why I even want to say this joke. Sterling himself has experienced conflicts within the industry regarding his race. From your experiences, perhaps, uh, or at least what you've seen, what specific challenges do you think black comedians um, have to face that might differ from other other kinds of comedians or other races? Uh, I definitely know for a fact that uh, we as black comedians face what we call the black quota. Um, you know, every festival, every show, every you know, they, they can only have a certain amount of black people. And uh, I remember one uh, club owner told me he can't have three black comics on a show because then it's a black show. And I said, so then what is it called? What is three white comics? And he said, it's a comedy show. And I'm like, if you don't see how intensely racist that is, you know, and then they're like, they always like, ah, you're using the race card. I'm like, no, you're telling me Three of us can't go on that stage because we're the same color. In terms of representation, how do you personally feel news and you know social media uh, treat black comedians when compared to other comedians, specifically white comedians? They put black comedians against each other. You know, anytime they uh, see one black comedian doing great, they'll never let another black comedian do great. It'll always have to be you can only have one. Like if if Dave Chappelle is killing then Kevin Hart has a good set. They'll go, who do you want? Kevin Hart or Dave? And they literally divide people, making them pick and choose as if you're not allowed to love both of them. I've never in my life seen them compare Adam Sandler to Jerry Seinfeld. I never see them talk about Bill Burr and Tom Segura. You never hear about Joe Rogan versus, uh, you know what I mean? You get the point. They never pit white comedians against each other. They allow white comedians to be individuals, but because they're so blind to their own prejudice and racism, they don't realize that they don't that they are 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 being racist and prejudiced by pitting us against each other. You know, it's ridiculous that we have to go through that because of the fact that because of the way that social media pits us like where they make you pick a team, and human beings are tribal by nature. They want to be on a team. So uh, they're going to pick a team and then they feel like they can't like the other person. And that black comedian is losing fans because of this division, whereas uh, the white comedians can just, they can have everybody. You know what I'm saying? They have festivals. They have all these kind of big shows and Netflix specials. But as a black comedian, you have to, uh, you have to like fly under the radar so that you don't get immediately compared to the next biggest star and you're like wait a minute i you know what i mean maybe i'm not that far along in my career yet where i'm gonna hit that level or you know maybe i'm still developing still growing and i'm immediately being pit against this giant and now i get knocked out it's like you can't laugh at that person no more and then they start focusing on your flaws you know so that they can prove that 
the other team is better than this team. Like, it's ridiculous that two of the biggest comedians in the world, two of the biggest comedians to be doing anything during the entire last like five years, Dave Chappelle and Kevin Hart, are being pit against each other in terms of, well, you like Kevin Hart, I like Dave Chappelle, because so, Dave Chappelle is more real comedy and Kevin Hart's not, you know what I mean? And it's ridiculous, it's ridiculous. So um, I've never really seen that happen uh, with white comics, and I hate and i disgust the, uh, disgusted by the fact that it's a constant with any black artist from comedy straight up through the music and arts. Anytime one of us is great, they immediately just compare us to the other one. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Thanks for bringing mm-hmm. that up. I appreciate that. Where do you think a joke crosses the line um, to racial bigotry? When it's not funny. I mean, let's be realistic. I don't care how bigot you could feel. If that joke slaps, you go laugh, and we all gonna forgive it. I mean. I'll never forget uh, a comedian walked up to me in a comedy club one time and he said, Sterling, I'm going to go on stage and I'm going to say the N-word. Uh, how does that make you feel? Obviously, this was a white comedian. And I said, uh, well, what do you mean? He said, well, uh, it, does that bother you? Can I do it? I said, here's what's going to happen. You're going to go on stage and you're going to tell that joke. And one of two things is going to happen. The crowd is going to laugh and you're going to tell that joke again. Or the crowd does not respond, and you're going to stop telling that joke. Do you see how I'm not involved in either of those things? Go ahead and tell your joke, man. Do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't look for approval so that you can, uh, you know, hide racism or prejudice under the, oh, he said I could do it. You know, don't try to put the blame on somebody else. Take ownership. Use the word however you choose to, and just be ready for the ramification and consequences that happen with it. So if you're going to do something like that, just make sure that it's funny. So that's how I feel. I know a lot of people may disagree with that. But as a comedian, I look at intent more than anything else. And uh, I can see through the intent where it's like, that's funny. And that's how you really feel. There's two different things. How have, I guess, in like recent events in terms of, let's say, the BLM movement or the protests regarding that and uh, even like incident with George Floyd and all that. Like how has that, has that at all influenced um, your comedy at all or even relationship with the audience or other comedians? Has that impacted you at all? No, because I mean, like any black person will tell you all these things that are happening right now have always been happening. It's, It's never, you know, these are not isolated situations that happened only in 2019 or 2020 or whatever. These are things that we grew up with, living with. And this is just the first time you people are seeing it live. You know, every other time I you would say something like, oh, the police are abusing us. The first thing they'll say is, well, what did you do? And if you're like, man, there's a lot of discrimination and prejudice, they go, oh, you're going to use the black card. And it's just like they never want to believe it until they actually had social media and, you know, cell phone and technology. And now people are watching this and still watching it in disbelief. I don't feel it's uh, impacted my comedy. I felt like it's validated a lot of the things that we've been saying. Because I don't think there's a single black stand-up comedian that doesn't have us. Like, everybody knows the the, the stereotype of uh, black people are afraid of police officers. And that's been around forever. And it's for real, you know, 
And now you guys are seeing what happens. So imagine before the cameras, how bad it was. So uh, our comedy hasn't changed and neither has the times. We are exactly in the same, you know, position as we were, you know, before all this happened. Um, just like your experience locally as a comedian, how would that differ perhaps, or does it differ uh, when you perform in Calgary as compared to other parts of Canada and Alberta? Do you have anything to speak on for that? Yeah, I mean, of course. It's, uh, it's, it's more of like a surprise, an oddity. Like when I perform in Calgary, it's not, you know, that much different than any other major city. It's when you go outside into the small towns of Alberta. Like I was in Sylvan Lake and uh, in Sylvan Lake, there was a table of 15 uh, guys uh, from Sons of Odin. And uh, Sons of Odin is a group that, let's just say they don't like black people. And uh, so there's 15 of them at a table and the promoter uh, is about to uh, start the show. And I go, you know that you got 15 guys sitting at that table that are affiliates of, you know, a Ku Klux Klan. And he's like, oh, oh, is that going to be a problem? And I'm like, <laughs> only, only a person who could be so oblivious uh, to the fact that bringing a black guy to perform for the Klan and not seeing, you know what I'm saying? Like how messed up that is because of the fact that, you know, you know, in his good-hearted way, he's probably either dumb or just not super not racist, right? Because he doesn't realize that, you know, you have to worry about things like that. It's funny because if you talk to any black comedian who travels and tours, when they go to small towns, it's like, yeah, we're like, um, it's like the zoo is passing through for these people. It's like, oh my God, it's like, wow, you're there. Uh, but it's like they, they love you until you're done your job. It's like, get the hell out. The stories and experiences of discrimination and injustice that black comedians include in their material really cements the important role that stand-up comedy has always played, which is opening people's eyes to the present state of the world. This episode was put together by Kamal Karimi, Karen Partina, Anna Buxell, Jed Mabaza, Tavia Warner-Fisher, Stephen Bomey, and Gregor Ivanov. Our series production team is Samantha Jolin, Wyatt Patterson, Liam Daw, Dawson Bainbridge, Brayden Cordero, and Adam Buxell. The Diversity Series, Shedding Light on the Invisible, is a production of CMRU.ca and the Community Podcast Initiative at Mount Royal University. The Community Podcast Initiative is powered by Shaw. I'm Adam Buxell. Thanks for listening. The Vice President of the United States got involved. Mike Pence got involved. He went to the game himself. These <laughs> will have to stand when they see me. And all them football players looked up in the stands and saw Mike Pence and said, Mike Pence, come on, y'all. Wu-Tang. Bow! <laughs>